Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. <laughs> Is that the Dilophosaurus scene? Yeah. Okay. okay, so they do finally cut to him. Yeah, because he's saying that he can't happens. get Jurassic Park back online without Nedry. That's when he says that line. Mm-hmm. And then we see Nedry. Right. Okay. okay. You want to tell driving. that? He's he's So he's driving, speeding along. Uh, his glasses are fogging up. He uh, looks off to the left and then cuts the wheel hard to the right. Um, hits a down tree branch and just kind of goes careening off the down this hill mm-hmm. and gets stuck. Yeah. The, the inside of his car must have been so humid. <laughs> so his glasses. Humid. <laughs> his glasses and up. his windshield are like all fogged up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> um, Newman. So he, he gets out, gets a winch, um, wraps it around a tree. And here comes the Dilophosaurus kind of jumping into frame and, um, it's kind of that whole like back and forth with the Dilophosaurus appearing kind of playful yeah. and um, kind of teasing him and um, follows him to the car and he says he's going to run him over on the way back down and um, <laughs> and then the Dilophosaurus like fans out the yeah fans or whatever they called him <laughs> and spews the venom Nedry tries to get. I always thought this was amusing that Nedry tries to get in the uh, the Jeep, but yeah. I don't think I don't think ILM was working on this scene because he tries to get in the Jeep and like instead of foleying the sound of his head hitting the frame of the car, he like slams the seat. Like I always wondered, yeah. it was that like some kind of reflex to hitting his head. Or if that was just to like create some impact noise or whatever. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and that's when he drops the, the can. Yeah. With the embryos. Yeah. And then he gets in the car and the Dilophosaurus is in, in the car with him mm-hmm. and, uh, attacks him. Yeah. yeah, the most humid Jeep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> gets, he gets attacked inside the Jeep. And then, and then the pans, uh, yeah, the cans like getting just submerged in either mud or soft serve ice cream. I couldn't really ever tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. gets real muddy. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it goes back to the, um, I think Lex and Grant at the foot mm-hmm. of the, the tree, and. Oh, Grant's okay. saying they have to go back up to get Tim out of the car. Yep. And she's freaking out about he left us. He said, but that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, but that's um, not what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think the book also highlights, like, the kids' parents got divorced and there were some separation issues um, that the movie didn't really go into. But um, Grant goes up and gets Tim and... Tim threw up and he's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I uh, threw up. As as a kid, I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, isn't, How you're ashamed. Oh man, shame. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so threw ashamed. Up. <laughs> he tells me, all right, well, you got to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah, and as they're 
uh, climbing out. It'd be kind of funny <laughs> if, you know, like they show his foot slipping on the, uh, on the steering yeah. wheel and that shifts the, the wheel, yeah, the, the tire car shifts. And, yeah. Um, but if like his foot slipped on the steering wheel because there was covered in vomit, like that'd be funny. Grant vomits. The vomit falls down the tree on the left. When they, right when they get out of the vehicle to start climbing down, he's like, Tim, it's just, like it's just like being up in a treehouse. It's you no know, big deal. Just don't look down, and he immediately looks down, and it's like, oh my god, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like it's okay, Tim. We just gotta go. Um, they quickly uh, realize they really gotta go because as they start to slowly climb down, they look up, and the tree is starting to give way with the car. Yeah, the so they start, car kind of drops a foot. Yeah. Which like, I was okay, like, go Tim, go, 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 go. Yeah. You either climb down 50 feet or you climb <laughs> laterally <laughs> five feet. Yeah. Right. And just get out of the way of the car. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not as exciting and you don't get nope. to put that shrill violin <laughs> music. Exactly. Yeah. And when you climb down, you always climb underneath the car. So you yeah. just keep going down. Yeah. <laughs> so they like, they book it down the tree to stay out of the way of the car, which keeps coming towards them. They get to the bottom and prepare to die because I think they, you know, they get to the bottom and it lands on like the last branch Mm -hmm. or something. And they're like, okay. And then he's like, okay, go Tim, go, go, go. And they start to run away again in line with the falling car, but the car tips, falls. And so they run away from the car. The car falls, falls over looking like it might squish them, but really they just, the roof was gone. So they just land back in the car and Tim says, well, we're back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, wait. So does that cut to when Sadler and Muldoon arrive at the top? And yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're looking around at all the damage and one of the cars missing and she looks over and, and sees the other car yeah. And then it cuts to there at the bottom and they see the footsteps. Yeah. The wrecked car in the, yeah. in the footsteps. They find uh Malcolm first. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh and then yeah. They go down there and then put them in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they're and down there. So while, while they're looking at the, uh, at the wrecked car, he wakes up hearing, the stomps mm-hmm. the T-Rex yeah um, <laughs> it's just, just great yeah because <laughs> it's like it does the thud and then the uh, like the little yeah, under yeah. the music thump, thump. <laughs> so good yeah which there's there's like a really good making of video um, out there like I, I watched that almost as much as I would watch the movie when I was a kid mm-hmm. it's just great Um, but like, especially nowadays, you can take for granted the, the technical difficulties in 1993 or would have been 1992, um, I guess when they would have been editing it of like the breakthrough of tracking a a CG creature in a moving shot, 
yeah. was just hadn't been done at that point. And in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. And yeah. That shot too. Well, I mean like pretty much any, any CG shot, like it, just the movies just was way ahead of its time. And right. Industrial light and magic was just on a different level. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so yep. now after that scene, Michael, can you remember what comes next? Yeah. So they, I mean, so they see the footsteps or the footprints. Malcolm feels the tremors of a T-Rex approaching. He's like, you know what that is? That's a, that's a ground tremor, it's, you know, <laughs> spike in whatever seismic activity, yada, yada. And they start to, Sadler and Muldoon start to approach back to, um, the jeep and he's like we gotta go we gotta go come on come on come on come on and right as they're about to get into the jeep boom t-rex busts through the tree and starts to scream you know roars chases after them which is i mean it's super intense because muldoon's like driving as fast as he can t-rex is gaining on him does the whole like objects and mirror are closer than they appear as the T-Rex is mm-hmm. like mouth is open. I think it swipes and hits the Jeep once, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's whenever like Malcolm like backs up and hits the gear shift and he's like, get off the gear shift. And once he gets off, he can shift gears and they start to, you know, peel away from the T-Rex, but must go faster. Yeah. <laughs> must, yeah, go yeah faster. must go faster. <laughs> must go faster. <laughs> Which And then, I think they escape the T-Rex and then it cuts back to Grant and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Down. I think, you know, with what we talked about earlier, I don't think the T-Rex was actually chasing them. I think just for the first time in the T-Rex's life, she was able to actually like run forward without having to run through a, a shitload of trees. <laughs> so she was just stretching her legs and they yeah, happened to be there. She was just oh, something how on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, so it goes back to Grant and the kids, right? And yeah. is that when they, yeah. they climb up in the tree? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And they, there's the important thing that they show is they are hopping over some tree roots and then they discover some cracked open raptor eggs. And so that's that's later on. Back when oh, is it after the tree? Daytime. It is. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, it was on their way to the, the tree during the day. This is. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, they they go up in the tree and they see all the brachiosaur, um, like three brachiosauruses off in the distance. And he mm-hmm. does the the call, and they all look at him and. Right, and he one of the one little thing that uh, he does. It's I guess it's a little important that he when he sits down with the kids, he feels something under him, and then he he pulls out the raptor claw. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he realizes, you know, I don't need this anymore, and he drops it. Yep, and falls to the ground, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to the next scene, which is actually back at the visitor center. Yeah, yeah, was. Which I think is that the scene. I always skip through this scene if it's what I'm thinking of. Like when they're yeah. um, Hammond and Sadler at the table. It is. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I, I mean. I, I am exactly s- the same. I feel the same way you do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you think it of, could just be cut? <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was 
just purely there for exposition and yeah just to um, show the the absolute uh hammond despite everything going on still just wasn't getting it yeah like he's still obsessed with the idea that he can pull this off yeah but you know functionally like it that's exposition that should be there but you know it's not like a christopher nolan film where they just kind of explain every single thing to you like it it served its purpose but when when i was seven eight years old it's like uh, i don't know i only go like to see dinosaurs yeah i was like i need dwarf and dinosaurs yeah give me another dinosaur please (laughs) they they talk about his flea circus and like yeah all of that Mm. they're eating it was the illusion you know that's what he he didn't want it to be an illusion anymore he wanted to give people the real deal something yeah so he's like the next part and she's like you still don't get it you know yeah there is Um, no next time but then after that is the bronchiosaurus like coming up to them in the right in the tree and they freak out but then they realize it's a um a gentle, you know, it's herb, herbivore. A Vegisaurus. Yeah. A Vegisaurus? <laughs> and they pet it. It sneezes on Lex. Lex. Yeah. Go um, bless you. <laughs> pretty great. Because that's exactly what a little brother would be like. Excited yeah. to see yeah. his <laughs> sister getting <laughs> sneezed on by a dinosaur. <laughs> pretty good. Uh... And after so, that, it's daytime, and I think that's whenever they say we need to get the power back on. Like, I think I have an idea on how we can get the park back online. We have to shut down the systems and reboot. Yeah, that's the Goldblum scene, right? Yeah, like right after that. So, like Samuel Jackson says, "But we've never done it before. The systems may not come back on." But it's a chance we got to take. So he flips the switch or he says, uh, he says, all right, everybody, you ready? Hang on to your butts. Mm -hmm. Flips the switch, turns it back on. There's a computer that blinks saying like, it's ready. System is ready. And he's like, it worked. Uh, I got to go turn on some circuit breakers, but it worked. Once we do that, I can have Jurassic Park back online in 15 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. So he takes off to go to the uh, flip the circuit breakers at a different building. And I think it stays in that scene. It doesn't cut away again. Um, well, she's like Sadler's like pacing and she says uh, something's wrong. It, no, it does cut away. Because it scene, cut away to them climbing the fence. Not quite yet. OK. Uh they're mm. uh, the running dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Oh. So the oh. Gallimimus scene, they're, they come up over that, that rise in the valley. Are, are the raptor eggs before the Gallimimus? It was before no, that, the whole scene you described, Michael. I was going to stop, but you know, oh. just yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're at the Gallimimus. They're out in the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, because I, I remember the transition at the end. Yeah, so... They're walking through the field. They see the herd of Gallimimus. Gala, Gala, Gallimimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, getting caught up in that that like swarm of them. And yeah. another technical feat at the time. Just right. incredible. Mm-hmm. That one. Yeah, like when they when they 
take shelter over the wood and like mm-hmm. the woods bouncing and camera shake with the CG dinosaurs running over top of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, even just before that, like the shot of them actually running along and it's like a handy cam shot and all the yeah, dinosaurs right. kind of running around them is, um, it's pretty great. Yeah. And, but then the T-Rex comes out of the trees. Yes. Snags one of them. Yep. Like rips the, the entrails out or yeah. like spinal column or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then it goes to that, that shot at the okay. control center, right? Yeah, it cuts back and she uh, Sadler's yeah. coming down the stairs and says something's wrong. She's like, yeah, it's been too long. Something's not right. And she says, I'm going to go after him or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Muldoon's like, you're not going alone. So they grab walkies. Um, I'm on channel, whatever. And uh, like Hammond tries to point out, make a inadvertent sexist remark he's like uh well really well, I'm a, i should be going right and you're uh, a. <laughs> because i'm a and and you're a yeah. she's like listen we can talk about uh survival survival rates of the sexes or whatever when i yeah. get back um so muldoon and sadler head out to go to the circuit breaker building yeah, yes. and then it cuts to them looking at yep. the, the fence this is this is something i wanted to point out how Hammond opens up the the like uh, the blueprint of yeah. the utility place and he's like I can just walk you through it and walk you talk you know in my head I'm like why didn't she just take that with take her take the blueprint with her <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll walk you through it so we can make this as convoluted and a mess as possible <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just, I never thought about that I mean yeah, yeah. I don't know. or you could take this with you and good luck it's like if, you, if you're reading this for the first time I could do this surely would know that <laughs> yeah yeah so it cuts back to the kids and grant approaching one of the electrical fences right or do they make it to the circuit breaker before that we're happens? still with uh sattler and muldoon when they come out of the bunker okay and uh they notice something's broken out of something yeah the Velociraptor paddock, the wires have been burst open. So it's, they know they're out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when they split up and Sattler starts running one direction and Muldoon. Oh, hold on. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get into the jungle. They're really close to the circuit breaker building. And then Muldoon tells Sadler, don't move. And yeah. she's like, why? What is it? And he said, we're being hunted. And he gets his <laughs> shotgun slowly set up. And she's like, are you serious or whatever? And he's like, yes, just straight ahead. Like, don't worry. I've got to. And he tells her, run, go now. Yeah. And yeah. she takes off running towards the circuit breaker. Immediately runs into a branch. Yeah, just yeah. just <laughs> running as hard as you can. Trips so she trips. She has to like jump over something, and I think that's when she like twists her ankle when she lands. Um, after she jumps over like a tree, right? She, she just bursts the through the fence, yeah. bursts Obstacle through course. the door, yeah. slams the door, for, like hyperventilating, freaking out. Cuts back to him out in the fort in the jungle. It, it shows a uh, Hammond. Telling Sadlery, okay, I'm going to walk you through this. And then it cuts back to the fence, the perimeter fence. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so now we're at the perimeter fence. With Alan Grant, yeah. 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 He throws the branch at the fence. Um, branch from a tree that wasn't around. <laughs> there. You're <laughs> <laughs> right there, a bunch of bushes. And <laughs> um, but then grabs it, pretends to be electrocuted. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, just like not funny, and Tim is like, "That's great, yeah." <laughs> yeah. And he's he's trying to find a way to to just open up the the cables um, or the wires, and then they hear the tyrannosaur off in the distance, and so um, they just book it to climb over. Yep. And as they're climbing up, it cuts back to Sadler. Yeah, there's several cuts back and forth as they're climbing. Yeah, doesn't it cut, like at some point we see the Muldoon scene? Uh, not, not quite yet, oh. but because there's tension because she's about to turn the power back on. Yeah. And they have to get over this fence that's about to be electrified. And then, then that's afterward. Yeah, so yeah. is, is okay. that sequence pretty much uninterrupted, like going back and forth between the two yes. before you get back yeah. to the Muldoon thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Sadler yeah. is being guided. She turns on her walking. She says, all right, I'm in here. And Hammond starts to try to guide her to the room that she needs to get to. And yeah. she ends up at like a dead end. And Malcolm's like, listen, give me, give me the blueprints. I, I can tell her how to get there. She goes, yeah. all right, look, at, look above you. Do you see some conduits? Follow those. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. follows them to get into the room. And she finds where the circuit breakers are. Yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, she hasn't hurt her ankle yet because I think that happens when, when she's yeah yeah. So oh, running oh okay yes you're yeah, right. So then it cuts back to the fence. Yep, and they're coming over the fence, but Timmy's kind of getting kind of caught up a little bit. Yeah, and then it goes back to her flipping the breakers, which triggers yep. the alarm. Mm-hmm. That the fence is coming back on. Yep. And she's opening, pushing a button, flipping. Yep. And kind of just right. going down one by one. Then you see that she's about to get to the perimeter fence. Yep. Um, and uh, and so she does that. Cuts back to Tim. Gets shocked. Goes flying off. Yep. Um, there, I, I feel like so, there's probably. Kind of in that sequence of her going down the thing, like it, I feel like it probably goes back and forth a couple times. It does, yeah, yeah. because like he's count. He says like, Tim, you got to jump. You know, you're not going right. to make it. Yeah. You got to jump. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three, and he just won't jump. And Tim, mm-hmm. I think, finally starts to count. It's like one, flip switch. Two, yeah, two. flip switch, and then three, and right. shocks him off of the fence. Full ten thousand volts, just yeah. straight through that little boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's fine. And (laughs) And Sadler says, Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. And then a hand, like, yeah, a hand falls onto her shoulder. (laughs) Um, She's like, oh, Mr. Arnold. And uh, yeah, it's the disembodied hand of Samuel L. And I. I always right after she says uh, we're back in business, that's when the the lost raptor head comes right through the um, the cables. 
Oh, yeah. And freaks her out. And yeah. that's a, I think that's the first time in the movie we've actually seen a Velociraptor. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, because it's when she's running through. away that she backs up in the wall and then the hand comes down. And okay. yeah. right. she like closes the fence door on the raptor and keeps it in there. And then she backs up away from it. And then the hand falls down. On yeah. And it. she, she, what's his name? <clears throat> um, what's Samuel um, Jackson's Mr. character's Arnold. name? Oh, yeah. She goes, Oh, Mr. Yeah. Arnold. And then she pulls yeah. the wrist away or the hand away and she's, Oh, my God. And, and then, she backs up towards the door where she just closed the raptor in the raptor like tries <laughs> yeah. to get her through it and starts but, to peel the grate away. But isn't, yeah. isn't there a point? Because I thought like in that, in that scene or in that chase, she like shuts her ankle in a, a door and that was how she hurt her ankle. Or I think, I think it's, it's when she, she drops down off of some steps or something like that, trying to run back it, out. Um, doesn't by the time they show it. her running back through the jungle, she's limping at that she's point. Limping. Yeah, yeah, she's limping. She's, the she first time you there. really ever see her limp is when uh, she's running away from the raptor as it's clawing the fence yes. out. Yeah. And then it shows her running and she's got, like, I guess the, the flashlight is hooked yeah, the on her. Flashlight's yeah, flashlight's hooked on her. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because she, like, tries so to not, kick the gate as the, the raptor hits the right. gate. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really ones. show anything. It doesn't show anything obvious. Yeah, I guess you don't. Her ankles hurt. Yeah, it's just one of those things you don't even have to show. It. It's just like, oh, she got her. somehow she hurt her ankle. Yeah, um, I think right before that, I don't think it cuts away before they revive Timmy, right? No, no, it goes to the Muldoon scene. Okay. I think before. Yeah. So, but I mean, like earlier when Timmy got shocked off the fence, they. He's still down yeah, okay. on the ground. They haven't revived him yet because yeah, okay. I think to try and keep the tension moving, it just yeah. cuts directly back to Sattler right. and the raptor comes. So and, she gets outside the building. And that's when it's cutting to Muldoon and he's yeah. hunting the, the lost right. raptors. Mm-hmm. And so he's mm-hmm. aiming down the sights at one of the raptors and it shows the raptor. Like he's aiming at one. He can see its head and its eyes. And then he's like, all right, I've got you. And then a second raptor pokes its head through the leaves right next to him. And he goes, clever girl. And raptor leaps on him and takes him out. Yep. And then it jumps to the beginning of the movie when Dr. Grant's describing that to the kid. Pack hunters. How one (laughs) one might distract you and the other two are swarming in on you from the sides. But, you know, that reminds me, I think I'm going to go back on what I said earlier, because I think like with the way that they they do that scene, that even though like part of me thinks that the the leader raptor had positioned a lesser raptor to be the attacker, potentially or well, like to be the target that would mm -hmm. distract him from the other one. As that raptor's just ripping him to shreds, they go back to the raptor that he was going to shoot at. Yeah. And she's just kind of just watching. kind of watching it unfold, yeah. almost like the other one's doing her bidding. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of go both ways on which one would have been. Yeah. That one kind of makes that one seem like it was the, the leader. Yeah, of the, the, the leader. Right. 
So, so then now I think it finally cuts back to Timmy and correct him on the yeah. ground. And they're like, Timmy and no, Tim, no. And he's blowing some breath and give him CPR. And then Timmy breathes, coughs and uh, says three, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from that point, it basically cuts back to them coming up over a grassy hill and then also Sadler, you know, coming up over the same hill and she, oh. they, she, they see each other. Right. Yeah. And she says, mm-hmm. run, but is there something before that? Yeah. Or, they go right after that scene. They immediately go into the visitor center. Oh yeah. The kids are in the, the visitor center. Cause Grant found, found Oh, Sadler cause he goes, he goes back out there to look for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go look for the others. They he, he sets them down in the visitor center to eat. Which isn't it nice when, like, you need to go find something or someone, and you're, like, yeah, right outside. A, an island that's, like, <laughs> 200 square miles, and then you just walk out the front door, and she comes right. limping up. Like, and it just kind of makes <laughs> right. the job easier. Um, anyway. So, yeah, the, the kids get sat down to eat, and... It's just like, I remember watching this as a kid and be like, oh, that all looks so good. It's just like a giant table full of <laughs> yeah. different desserts and stuff. <laughs> he picks up been sitting out for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has two pie servers. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yum. And so they start to like pig out. Um, and then it cuts back to Grant finding Sadler and then mm-hmm. back to the kids just enjoying their desserts. And then Lexi suddenly is holding a spoonful of jello mm-hmm. and staring behind Timmy and it's shaking. Yeah. And Timmy's like realizes it looks behind and there's a raptor behind this wall, this curtain or whatever walking was, and they realize it. Yeah. It's like a translucent wall that had a raptor painted on it. Yeah. And then yeah. the silhouette of the raptor kind of matches up right with the, yeah. The painted <laughs> image. Which is so cool. they, I think they realize they've got to go. The raptor, is that when the raptor like gets its head underneath the curtain and watches that's, them? No, no, that's, that's later. That's later. That's okay, that is, that is the other spot. Okay. The next so, shot is them going into the kitchen. Yes, mm-hmm. to try and hide from a raptor. Yeah. Go in, close the door, turn off all the lights, run down the aisle, and then hide behind the uh the counter yep and then you see the the snout of the raptor come up to the window yeah um i do that all the time like if there's a window um (laughs) and i know somebody's in there like i'll poke my head up to it and just just blow my breath onto it (laughs) and not very many people get that reference they just think i'm being a weirdo but i think it's just great (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then it, uh, you know, the raptor kind of turns and looks in the window and sees Tim, and Tim jerks back behind the, uh, yeah. the counter, and then it, it cuts to they're back in the control room all together, and um, they're talking about the raptor raptors, and um, you know, the kids should be safe as long as they haven't figured out how to open yeah. doors. And then it right. goes yeah, back yeah. to the, the doorknob turning. Turning. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and the raptor kind of gradually gets the doorknob turned, opens the door a little bit. 
um, finally noses it open and uh, just kind of slowly stalks them. Like two of them come in, stalks them down the aisle. Yeah, one calls for the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this kind of like little dance through the kitchen of the kids kind of going down this way. They're going down this way. And um, finally, one of them, like with its tail, knocks the pans over and startles the kids. They make noise and go running. And um, then they uh, hide behind the other end of the counter. And... Had they gotten separated at, at that point? Like, not um, yet. I think no. Lexi, like some sa- sound happens and yeah, the spoon the, drops. The, the spoon drops, drops and, so yeah. then Lexi climbs into one of the uh, cabinets and mm-hmm. tries to close the door. Meanwhile, Tim runs for one of the like think pantry doors. Yeah, like, and right. like Tim goes around the side away from the ladle and both raptors are right next to tim yeah but lexi's on the other end trying and to get in that tab- right something on mm-hmm. that yep and so the raptor goes after lex except it goes after a reflection of lex yeah and mm-hmm. rams its head straight into a cabinet you know knocking it out a little bit tim goes running for a cabinet or a pantry and the one raptor chases after him and it goes sl- there's ice or something on the floor. So the raptor slips and launches itself into the pantry. It was like mm-hmm. a deep Tim freeze. Runs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freezer. Yeah. And so Tim jumps out of the freezer. Lexi comes to help him shut the door on the raptor. So right. they shut that raptor in the freezer, lock it. And then they go taking off out of the kitchen. And the remaining raptor that got its head, its bell rung, follows them with, you know, as after it gets up and sees mm-hmm. them running outside of the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, they meet up with Grant and Sadler at that point, right? Yes. Yeah, they run right into their arms yeah. and says, "Like it's there's They're one in, the in there." Yeah. Um, and then they go back to the control room, right? Yes. Right. Um, and Lexi gets <laughs> uses assist. her hacker skills. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, as soon as they shut the door in the control room, he looks at the door handle, Grant does, after he shuts the door and he goes, Ellie, the door locks. Yeah. And the camera like looks away and then back to him again. And he's like, Ellie, the door locks. And he looks up at the w- little window in the door and the raptor's already there. Yeah. And tries and to burst through. To handle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he grabs it. It tries to bust through. So Ellie and Grant are forced to try and hold the door closed because he can't hold it alone, leaving Lexi and Timmy to figure out how to get the park back online. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets, she gets the locks fixed and the door locks, but then they, they're talking to Hammond or the walkie talkies. Or on the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah he, call, call he calls him. He's like, Mr. Hammond, the phones are working. Yeah. Yeah. But then the, the Hammond just hears him, like, say the Raptors are coming through that, the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never understood 
what this was about, but when Hammond hears the gunshots and he says, like, he screams, like, no or something, I always wondered, is he screaming no just kind of generally because of the situation, or is he still like, no, don't hurt that animal? Because, (laughs) Hammond, I'm I'm having a real hard time tracking where your priorities are here. Yeah. Even with uh, captions on during that scene, it just says screams. It doesn't say yeah. what he says. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I let it slide when you ask Muldoon to go get your grandkids, knowing that there were some other people with your, your grandkids and you didn't yeah. extend the grace unto them. But like now it just feels personal. Right. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So there's that. They have to, they flee up into the, uh, they get up into the rafters. Yeah. Am yeah, I skipping couple, something? No, there's just a few things about this scene that's just kind of weird to me. How right after uh, he says, like, the, it's coming through the glass. Yeah. They don't show it coming through the glass. No, you just hear the shotguns. They, they show the shotgun on the ground. Yeah, I'm jammed. guessing that it no longer, yeah, it has no bullets yeah. or it's jammed. And yeah, you can see a shotgun shell like half in yeah. the chamber. And yeah. they show them climbing up a ladder to the ceiling. And then it finally does break through the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, the way they shot the scene was kind of, I yeah. don't know. I they make they it back into the. Avoid showing too much with a raptor, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It, that did, you know, <laughs> for all the, you know, as much as I've bragged about the movie, that particular sequence does feel like they just kind of didn't want to be bothered with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, depicting what's happening, but right. But maybe that was also Spielberg being Spielberg and just kind of leaving um, it to the imagination. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of so weird they, shot their time to do that. But anyway, you're right. They climb up into the rafters in this like atrium type area um, that has a whole bunch of suspended dinosaur skeletons. Mm-hmm. Well, before and that is just that quick shot of they're climbing up in the there or before they get to the rafters they're climbing up in the the panels in the in the ceiling and the yeah the oh, yeah. jumps up there and lifts lex up and then lex falls through and they just hold on to her and the raptor almost gets her as they're pulling her pulling her back through. right but right then it goes to yeah so then we pick yeah. back up with the the thing they get into that area they start to climb down off of this like is uh, whatever that's it's just some rigging that's there. And then they realize they have to get onto the skeletons to climb down. Um, they do that. And the Raptors also show up and right. try that's, to leap after that's them. That's what prompts them to get onto the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. They so they get onto those. And the Raptors go leaping after them. Some of them land or one of them at least lands on one of the skeletons. So the skeletons now are like, the little suspension wires are snapping and skeletons are breaking and everything starts to slowly, slowly collapse to the ground. They all survive and make it to the ground, but so do the raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get up. Which that the shot of the raptor, like lifting the curtain up, yeah. is kind of the revelation that somehow, some way. The other one got out. The other right. one got out of like a, you know, reinforced and insulated 
<laughs> and then like well, so, double or is that the it's, it's, yeah, it's that one or the one from the utility I was going to say bunker. or the one from the utility oh, yeah. bunker somehow got out but there's two raptors there now mm-hmm. and they kind of get Lexi Tim Sadler and Grant are now all on the ground and they've got raptors on either side of them and somehow and, yeah, yeah. Somehow, magically, <laughs> big, big. There must have been a tyrannosaurus-sized door somewhere, where <laughs> he just plowed through a wall. That's a, it's the a good thing that they didn't have any cups of water around. You know, I know, like, like no one hears it. No one felt the tremors, but they're slowly being backed up by these raptors who are about to pounce on them. Like literally, I think like one has like its claws and mouth open. And it's about to jump, and as it jumps. The T-Rex leap, uh, leaps down and mm-hmm. snatches it out of the air. Right. Um, <laughs> so magically, yeah, the T-Rex comes to their rescue. Yeah, it shows uh, like a wall is gone, kind yeah. of. But still, it, he, there's no way you wouldn't have heard that or seen it. <laughs> yeah. If it were yeah. done today, they would have shown it. Like it yeah. would have been some big CG shot of the T-Rex busting through a wall right. with the rubble everywhere and then grabbing one of them. And it would have mm-hmm. been less believable, even though now that we're talking about it's not really believable because somehow he got in there. Or she got in there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a giant loophole or plot hole. Right. Like still looked great. But yeah. 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 Um, the other raptor screeches and goes to attack the T-Rex. It claws up on its back and scratches it up. Then eventually the T-Rex still reaches around and grabs it and throws it into the T-Rex skeleton that's in the main foyer. Yeah. And Which, the T-Rex... Go ahead. Well, no, well, you go ahead. As I say, the T-Rex just roars as a Jurassic Park banner falls from the ceiling. and Yeah, just and another they iconic go, shot. Yeah. yeah just roars but then as easy as it was for it to get into the convention center i guess it couldn't get out so they just <laughs> they go out the front doors and uh i think hop into a jeep yeah right like yeah. Uh, you yeah. know once again they're like all right so we got out of here but now we're gonna have like five miles to run back to, oh no here's the jeep we're good yep. yeah yeah with, <laughs> yeah with i think the technician that was just with the tyrannosaurus Hammond. Dr. Hammond and Malcolm and Hammond's yep. driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, yeah. Mr. Hammond, after careful consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park. And Mr. Hammond says, so have I, but if you shot my Raptor, I'm going to sue your ass for all you <laughs> yeah. So have I for now. <laughs> yeah. But like one, one little like interesting plot point or like cohesive thing about, you know, the Tyrannosaurus, like if you, watch Jurassic World and maybe this is just maybe I, I read this somewhere otherwise I didn't notice it on my own but it's this it's the one yeah because you can see the claw marks from yeah that particular right. scene supposedly was, yeah that's one of the things they did is that's the same Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah which I always yeah. thought that was that was just a nice uh nice bit of continuity that wasn't even necessary but it, it, right. it adds something to the to the overall story that they would tie it back you know so many years later yeah yeah um so they hop into that jeep they go driving off and they make it to the helicopter that's finally made it because the storm's (laughs) over so they 
or getting into the helicopter, Hammond takes one last look back at the island and then they like say, no, let's go. And, um, and then I think the final scene is them like flying off into the sunset with, um, everyone in the helicopter and kids passed out. Yeah. Um, they're all kind of nuzzled up to Grant and yeah. yeah. A change. You know, when I was in college, I had a friend that, you know, would talk about like, he was, he said that was the underlying theme of Jurassic Park as a man learning to love kids pretty much. And uh, I was like, I mean, that's not the underlying theme. The underlying theme is like it's playing maybe God part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a character development. Yeah, it is a character development. <laughs> yeah, I say it's at the end of the movie. Yeah. But they do kind of like I, I did think that was kind of a, a thing that didn't. I don't know. I mean, it, it serves some purpose. It certainly doesn't take anything away. But there were moments where it felt a little bit contrived. Yeah, but. But, you know, like, whatever. I mean, I was seven years old when I first saw this, or eight years old. And <laughs> yeah. um, I, I spent my entire childhood watching movies about mean adults that, for whatever reason, just wanted to kill kids. I guess it was kind of nice to have <laughs> one on our side. You know? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty so much it, right? Yeah, because why yeah. does Dr. Grant opens up his hand, right? Uh, and... Oh yeah, he, he has had, some bullets in his hand. Um, uh, uh, no, I'm confusing that no. with another helicopter yeah. ride. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> For, from the Lost World. Never mind. That's uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Um, but they do show Hammond looking at the uh, little amber cap. Yeah, like, um, right. Just and kind of instantly looking at it and thinking, all these years and yeah, all this work yeah. and. And Grant looks out the window to see some cranes flying next to the helicopter. And you got the great, like, fading out music, gentle, like, piano and stuff from John Williams' score. And mm -hmm. he's watching them fly. And he's like, I don't know, you, I think you're meant to just feel this connection between birds and dinosaurs again. Like, that's, yeah. that's what they evolved into. Like, and the helicopter flies off into the distance and it fades out. Yeah, worst right. spring break ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah, I still love that movie. I know it's so good. I'm actually uh, pretty pumped to go back and watch it. Yeah, I mean, just the, the there's just so much about that movie that, like, just as a kid um, and having no like real appreciation for cinema. There's so many things that they got right, you know, despite all the the things that they kind of got wrong. But there's so many things about that movie that, um, like, just the the saturation of colors and yeah, it just such a a beautiful film, visually, just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it will always be my my all time favorite. Um, it's just pretty, a huge nostalgic component for me. It's pretty great, and it's one of those movies where it doesn't feel like the, you know, what happens is, I think the T-Rex paddock doesn't happen until, like, what, the, I think it's, like, 35-minute or 40-minute mark, something like that. It's, like, pretty far into the movie. 
before you even start to have, you know, the main action, the main uh, conflict. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things about the movie. Like it doesn't immediately jump in to be a action movie or suspense movie yeah. or horror. It That's like, actually an hour into the movie. An hour. Yeah. So like yeah. it takes forever to get there, but it doesn't feel like it because like you said, Hefe, it's like a, you get built up in the beginning of the movie with this love of discovery and it makes you like so excited to just see the dinosaurs and imagining a real life park like this in the real world Mm -hmm. and then it turns dark and scary what i love about how he did that is it's not in like a ironic or sarcastic way it's like a genuine you know childlike imagination right Mm -hmm. With all of it. And I, I think that is something that is lost in like Jurassic World. Like they show everything, but it also, it feels kind of almost like a satire on theme parks. And, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, I, I hope mm-hmm. that was actually one of the points in Jurassic World is to show like, even though it was a success and they actually made a park out of it, like it still yeah. wouldn't end up working and it's too polished and too commercial and that got ahead of like the the wonder or the science and mm-hmm. yeah and that's why Jurassic Park holds up at first it does yeah and, yeah, and, and I'm ex- I think I've always watched it even thinking like like when I was a, a kid there was a lot of talk about you know if uh, um, you know if, if we would ever see not dinosaurs again or even like to really like to know to have a better idea of what dinosaurs look like if, you know, if there was, if they had any, um, if they weren't just big walking lizards, you know, the, the bird mm-hmm. component, um, that like to even get as far with in the science and to be able to determine the texture of, of skin and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, were, those are leaps that when I was a kid, I was hearing that we would never even really be able to get that far with it. And who's right. to say that this couldn't be a reality at some point in the future, if not today? Um, It'd be but, sweet, but also um, crazy. But like, even as a kid, I think I watched I watched Jurassic Park, thinking like I, I don't I don't need that to be a reality because um, it, it's just such a I don't know. The, like the movie does everything for me. It's like a, you know, yeah. it, it conveys the feeling so effectively. Is Jeff having cat problems over there? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all heard Callie. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Callie, can't you see we're on air? <laughs> Read the and sign. One day I leave my door open. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good girl. Cats find a way. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I'm going to go debug some systems. Things are going to be switching on and off. The podcast might blink out for like, what, two hours and seven minutes, but everything will be fine when we get back. And we're back. Michael, Nick, what did you both think of Jurassic Park? Spared no expense. I mean, it's great. It holds up. It does hold up. We talked a little bit about it. Like he came over and we watched it um, on the projector and we talked a little bit about everything while the movie was going on. But it holds up like uh, even the effects, even seeing it on like 
watching it on a big screen again, you could see some little spots in it, but as a whole, you'd have to be really trying to pay attention to poke holes in the effects. Like it, it looks really good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Anything specific stand out? Um, I, I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, we both had the same opinion, like, and we talked a little bit, I think earlier, just talking about the movie in general, the reactions of the cast or like, you know, the characters to the dinosaurs early in the movie seem really genuine. Like when they're first, uh, see the Brachiosaurus, like the actors do a really good job of like genuine shock and wonder and amazement. So I thought that was just something that really sells. Like, like you said, you feel childlike in the beginning half and Mm -hmm. just amazed that you're seeing dinosaurs, but then it turns scary and real towards the second half, but they sell it really well. So you feel the same wonder looking at the dinosaurs, even rewatching it. It's it's still pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I was, I, I haven't watched it in several years. And so watching it again, um, yeah, kind of in the way if you have a song that you listen to over and over and over and over and over again, you get kind of numb to it. And then you go back five years later and you realize, oh, I haven't listened to that song in a while. And you put it on, you can hear it new again. And it was kind of like that watching the movie and and kind of the the moment of first seeing a dinosaur. I, I went back to when I was a kid, when I first watched it and kind of the the eagerness I had for, you know, that moment right before they show it. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still, it still, um, pervades that, that feeling to me just yeah. like it did when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's just a, a great movie for that reason. There are plenty of, uh, plot holes, but um, it, when I was, eight years old, seven years old, whenever it was, when I first watched it, I didn't care. I like, I, I couldn't grasp all that anyway. It was just, yeah. this is a movie that is, uh, like, I don't know. I almost feel spoiled to have grown up at a time where that movie came out when I was a kid, even if, yeah. you know, there are a lot of things about it. That, like my mom wouldn't let me go see it in theaters and then kind of reluctantly let me watch it when it came out on VHS but just that uh <laughs> that <clears throat> like even if it's not necessarily for kids by any means um it 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 just spurred so much imagination for me and such an appreciation for a history that I couldn't I couldn't really comprehend at the time I still can't but right. it was I mean just great if for no other reason it's it's great to me for that reason so yeah Speaking of plot holes, <laughs> we did pay attention to the uh, um, T-Rex pushing the Explorer yeah. over the edge. Yeah, It is the same edge. Like, just suddenly there's a cliff. And I could say, I could see where, like, maybe there is a legitimate cliff right at the edge of its paddock. And that's part of its paddock. But uh, it doesn't look like it until that scene happens. And You're it's just, like, conveniently there. How the... Um I think I noticed it too, where you have the wall next to the road and then right uh, adjacent to that is another wall with the drain pipe. Right. It's actually like, and there's a 
a wall going above it. So yeah, that could have been where the T Rex was standing on top of that. Could whatever. have been. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was just like there's a massive ravine in the middle of its paddock, which I guess it could be possible. But like, yeah, well, it was still just threw off the the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still kind of begs the question, though. Like, if if you're creating an exhibit within an amusement park and this is like your <laughs> your your big exhibit yeah why would you like why would you ever like right. have to answer the question like where's the t-rex oh it's 50 feet down there right. yeah you don't yeah, see it right. because it's it's down there yeah, there's <laughs> absolutely no way you can yeah. see it like why would you do that john hammond you spared no expense get a little more topsoil and fill in the hole yeah the other one is uh we were pretty adamant about like how did it get in there uh at the end of the visitor center we did look right behind the t-rex and there was like this big opening and i was like is that the outside or is that still the inside and you can see like jungle foliage but even still silently and out of their view Mm -hmm. like the t-rex would have had to like tiptoe in while they were being stalked by these velociraptors there's just no way it could have gone in there without being seen just totally giant. No, and when you're when you're in between two velociraptors and your adrenaline is so high that you just know like everything that's happening around yeah. you. I mean, there's no way you wouldn't there's notice no that. Way. There's no way. <laughs> Other than that, though, like it's everything I remember it to be. I will still watch that movie, and as many times as I've seen it, and as predictable as it is because of the number of times I've seen it, it's one of those that. It's just easy to watch. It's good action. It's paced really well. It looks really good. The acting is great. Um, so it's just a it's a perfect little gem of a movie. If right. they, I think, and it never does any of the things that some of the other ones did. Like it's not too long. Like it doesn't overextend your attention span. And it's not all action. It's like the action in the other ones happened pretty quickly. Maybe not the Lost World, but the rest of them, it's like 20 minutes in, action. Like the rest of the way. And they're like extended action scenes. Makes it much less, of a, much less of an adventure. I think another thing that this movie has above some of the later ones is the fact that it doesn't... Um, I guess the phrase is a painter to the audience. Like it doesn't dumb down the dialogue for everyone mm. it's just it, like there are scenes in uh, Jurassic World where I just felt like it was cringe yeah <laughs> yes yeah. as, as far as some of the dialogue about the dinosaurs and um, doing things for profit I guess I don't know but I guess that's kind of part of those sequels is like you you're you assume your audience already knows you know what I mean like right it's been built off of the shoulders of all the other movies. So you, there's not as much exposition or explanation. And, and so you lose some of those parts that make it feel grounded. You know, if you don't have an argument scene where the experts are arguing with the parks founder about the validity of the park and what to expect, you don't have that. It's just, it's assumed everyone already knows about dinosaurs and that the park exists and that that's okay. And, yeah, I get your point. Didn't think of it that way. Well, I I also kind of felt, and and admittedly, I well, I was so enamored with Jurassic World when it came out 
just for the uh i watched it a bunch of times <laughs> yeah i mean i i really enjoyed it because of the um well because of of this this point that i'll make and that um the, the series like successful series it seems they in, inevitably go in this direction of well we'll say um arrested development like one of my favorite shows ever mm. probably my favorite show ever um, they had three seasons where they just got everything right and then got canceled and came back several years later just to essentially pay off the loyalty of a lot of fans but when it came back and they put this season out there it had lost something and i i kind of struggled to, to figure out what that was that it lost and then i, I realized well the first three seasons were steeped in some um it, it was it was the easter egg hunt you know you had to mm. be you, you you had to to see the patterns and some Pay episodes attention. you just had to watch so many times yeah yeah and, and so every time that you would watch it you would see, you would find a different thing that would connect to something two seasons later and it it created such a, a, a just a such a good payoff as as a watching experience and when it came back they didn't they didn't hold the viewer to that that standard they didn't they didn't require that it, it was just give them the thing that they want and yeah. and so it was it was almost a, a caricature of itself and so <clears throat> with uh, the movies like in in this the later movies in this series it uh, like with Jurassic World, it was almost kind of the same thing of um, just give them the thing that they want, which, I mean, I, I kind of took the bait hook, line and sinker. Like yeah. I, I, I ate it up, but that is, there is a, a different experience to it of, of watching a movie where you're like, okay, they're, they're earning my attention uh, versus just kind of, giving me a cheap thrill. <laughs> right. Um, and, and maybe people would listen to this that you know, are, are hypercritical of Jurassic Park and, and would say, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not totally valid. Maybe, uh, maybe Jurassic Park wasn't good enough for me, but I mean, like to me, I, I just thought Jurassic Park was just spot on. Cause it, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing, I saw Jurassic Park in a theater and then uh, where I lived um, at the university in my hometown, they had a projector set up outside and they played it on this massive like lawn. Yeah. And I awesome. got to see it again. I was a kid during that. That was a great experience. Mm -hmm. And I still remember the day, like you said, Nick, when my, my dad surprised me, he's like, oh, I got Jurassic Park on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. I, I remember my mom picking me up from school and saying, let's go by Blockbuster and see if they have a copy. And I remember thinking, is a copy going to be as good as the real thing? Because I, just, I was so young at, at the time. But um, yeah, yeah, gosh, times have changed a lot. But I know. <clears throat> Like, I don't remember the first time I watched it, sadly. Like, I was trying to remember if we did go see it in the theater or not. But So I don't remember the first time watching it, but I just, I just remember watching it over and over. Like, right. it would be 
my family are always did a movie night, like almost once a week, usually like Fridays or something like that. It would just be, we'd eat dinner and then, all right, it's movie night. And then a movie would be chosen. But if nobody had like a hankering for one, or we didn't just get a movie that was just released on VHS, or they didn't just record one from HBO, it was, uh, um, like Jurassic Park was always on the, like the short list. Like, you want to watch Jurassic Park? All right, we'll put Jurassic Park on. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen the movie. So I can't even remember the first time, but I fondly remember watching, just sitting in the family room, just watching Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. being allowed your one soda. <laughs> <laughs> kind of as a, a quick side point, a little digression, but um, I... I Watching the movie and watching it, you know, blown up on the you know projector, made me appreciate the the somewhat lost but also somewhat revived art of of film cinematography. Mm-hmm. That you, you could take a film, and I guess this kind of goes both ways because there were digital effects included. But you could take a movie, you know. Well, I remember when you know, high definition was coming into vogue and, and I was always baffled by the fact that you could take old films and up convert them to HD. I didn't know that how that was done, but now I've come to you know appreciate that film inherently has a higher capacity for definition than digital yeah. cameras do mm-hmm. or up to a point. But I mean, I, I don't know if we have any digital cameras out there now that can really capture that kind of fidelity. And so it's easy to convert, but it's just, um, yeah, it's a totally unrelated point. It just reminded me of how, um, in a cheesy word, kind of magical film cinematography is that you could take something that was beautiful in 1993, convert it to digital, blow it up on a projector. And it still looks just really, really Rich yeah, it and great. great. So mm-hmm. now that I have the projector, I'm going to sound real pretentious and like, yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but now that I have it, <laughs> like I don't ever want to go back. Like if I ever move or you know find another place to live, like it's got to have a wall. <laughs> like it'll be so sad if it doesn't, and have to like downsize, which just sounds so terrible. Again, I know it sounds like terrible. Like okay, there's. Be- people out there that don't even have a you know an hd tv or whatever but yeah now that you have it don't ever want to lose it because i just love movies way too much and to see it one of those i haven't watched Jurassic park on here yet and to see it like realized and be able to enjoy it that way is pretty sweet mm-hmm. pretty sweet it's a funny little tidbit like as we were watching it ian malcolm does the little uh like this weird little laugh while he's in the helicopter. Oh, he's yeah. first introduced as a character, like, <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and I kept like joking along the way. Like it'd be hilarious if he just, you just hear him in the distance or in the background. Just He's pretty perfect in the role. He is. And it's his time. I mean, Jeff Goldblum has great timing and delivery anyway, but like every line that they put him in there, once he's introduced and the action starts, he's really yeah. like comedic relief, but he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of perfect. Just enough for you to like, Oh, that's, that's funny. Intense action. Yeah. Funny yeah. one liner. I'm trying yeah. to imagine, uh, 
a movie before Jurassic Park with with him that like there isn't like he's Mm-mm. he was in the eighties quite a bit. He was in a bunch of yeah. movies. Um, like the fly. And, I was going to uh, say, I just remember the fly. <laughs> uh, Buckaroo Banzai, he was in that and uh, some yeah. other stuff. But like this was his movie. Like yeah, he, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and it was full Jeff Goldblum. And I, I even remembered he was delivering a line. Oh, it's his rant while they're eating dinner. And he's just going off on John Hammond. Oh, yeah. he, he doesn't like skip a beat and he delivers it really quickly and really well. I don't know how many takes it would have taken, but like every inflection of his voice and he basically has his own little monologue through there. It's kind of like perfect. It's like delivered spot on you in that Mm -hmm. moment. You really see him as his character, a dude that's just like what you're trying to do here is absolutely terrible. And you know, it's, it's just delivered in a way that just kind of like made me respect him as an actor in this movie. Right. It's pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has not seen <laughs> Jurassic Park because there's probably a bunch of kids that have grown up with Jurassic World without even the realization that it was a, you know, a restart of a series. But, right. Uh, if nobody, if you haven't watched it, everyone should go watch Jurassic Park. I feel like as a parent, I would be betraying myself if I let my kids see Jurassic World before they right. saw Jurassic Park. <laughs> Especially with the new uh, with the new one coming out, everyone should go back and like right. watch where it all started. Yeah, it's like you have to see this first. <laughs> I never did see the um, the one that came after Jurassic World. By the most recent, Lost Kingdom or whatever, Fallen yeah. Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I never did. Only see watched that one. it twice. It was. I, 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 yeah, I only <laughs> saw it once, I think. Yeah. Like, is it, it felt, uh, is it worth watching? You watched it twice, so I guess it's. I wanted yeah. to watch it again because I felt like the first time I watched it, I like didn't really pay enough attention to it to maybe appreciate it. It's probably worth watching, but you don't get anything really out of it. I felt right. like it was like probably really rushed. They were like, "Oh shit, uh, Jurassic World just made like a billion dollars." So let's capitalize on this as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the impression that I got, but I still should watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all for Jurassic Park. So we can just end the episode here. Sweet. Um, All right. right, So, Jeff, what do you think about that episode? I mean, I think it was our longest one yet, but it was pretty good. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, that is one big pile of shit.